Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So I was absolutely befuddled yeah. this morning. I think that's the right word. Uh, over comments made by tennis legend, tennis great, Martina Navratilova. Who that, also it, happens to be lesbian. And, and that's that relevant. Very relevant. Because she launched on an interview that she saw between uh, the Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland, uh, being interviewed by a drag queen outside of uh, the, the, the bar that really created the LGBTQ movement in the United States, Stonewall. And uh, she has a huge problem with this that goes way beyond what I thought was her biggest issue, which right. was transgender women in competing in women's sports. Right, and this particular issue has nothing to do with sports, right. but she still feels very passionately about it. She saw the interview, and her response to it online, she posted, is this a joke? The pathetic parody of women continues. Um, and there was a little back and forth with uh, another Twitter user who said, responded to Martina and said, butch lesbians always face the same derision, not really a woman. We should all embrace each other. And this is a drag queen, not a trans person. They're certainly not trying to pass for female. Now watch her reaction yeah. to this. And how exactly are we supposed to know the difference? And please do not compare males to butch females. Thank you. So I, all morning I've been hearing you guys try to like decipher, well, what does she mean? Who's gripe? What's her gripe? Who's, what beef does she actually have here? I think she falls into the JK Rowling camp of people, AKA the, the TERFs, right? The, the, the cisgender women who have a problem with whether it's a drag queen or whether it's an actual trans woman, it doesn't matter. It's, they seem to be taking the position that we're against all of it. And I know she previously took a stance on the transgender women in sports position, but now she seems to be expanding that to the larger issue of just cisgender men uh, you know, trying to pass as women. Yeah, and the, the, so here's the thing, I, I wanna, correct me if I'm wrong, Harvey, but I think the reason you're befuddled, and maybe you can clarify, I think there, these are two conflicting things. She's a lesbian woman, she's part of the LGBT community, and that seems to kind of fly in the face of the stance that she's taking, which these days is seen as like a conservative, kind of bigoted stance, right? Um, and I, I think the answer really lies in the middle somewhere. This is a gray area. Uh, is that kind of what you're trying to, you're having a hard no, time see, reconciling this? No, I don't see it as gray. I see it almost as black and white because uh, transgender uh, people, that is a sexual identity issue. Um, when you talk about drag queens, it has nothing to do with sexual identity. As a matter of fact, there are many drag right. queens who are straight males and it's more performative than anything. So they're very, very different. And I know she's taken a very strong stance on the transgender issue when, with respect to competing. But this seems to be saying, I, I think what she's saying, if I understand it, because I've really kind of struggled with this all morning, is that I, I think she's saying that she, in her view, Drag queens are caricatures of women, and she has a problem with the caricaturization, if that's a word. Right. Um, and that's the best I can understand. I, here. I would argue that she believes transgender women in general are also a caricature of women. That's what I think. That's where I think she actually. That, that's that's because her, yeah. her response. Well, how are we supposed to tell the difference? That explains that even in her in her mind, she didn't know or really care whether this was a drag queen or a trans woman. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the, the clarity lies in her response. And let me just say this: 
LGBT people are not a monolith. I know that should probably go without saying, but I think sometimes we as mainstream society think they're a monolith because we literally lump them together in one term, LGBTQ+. I don't know who came up with that, but we literally lump them together, and I think, therefore, subconsciously, we think they're a monolith. I think that's interesting you said that, Fabian, because really, it does lump together by saying LGBTQ. That means that everybody under that umbrella must have similar beliefs. Views. Well, they, and they don't. Clearly and don't. they don't. They, they clearly and don't. They just no. don't. But that's, look, they, they've said that about black people, that only black people yeah. only vote uh, Democratic. To say, right. It's every group people think, which is a terrible way of looking at society. Right. And it's very demeaning, too, to say, well, we have to have one point of view. That's not America. But I will say the reason that groups get lumped together, marginalized groups get lumped together, is because they're trying to find their footing in society, and so they band together I understand to get that, but, but it doesn't mean that everybody within that group I guess group my, my issue with Martina, because look, I'm, again, old enough, I've been saying this a lot lately, haven't I? Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I've I watched also, her trajectory. Yes. She had all sorts of issues when they got into this thing about butch females, and she took uh, but that was with it. Exactly, because the reason that person brought it up, that person clearly That's right. was uh, old enough also to remember that she had to deal with that. She had to deal with that, and And she thought that because she had to deal with that, that she would feel a certain way. And she's been a trailblazer. And, that, and, that's, and that's, why, that's why I think that this is not, at least in her mind, I don't think she sees this as an LGBT issue. I think now, and this is kind of transcending a little bit, this is sort of, at least from her point of view, and maybe others who agree with her, this is now a quote unquote women's issue. So I think that's kind of where the confusion lies too. What, where, what issue is this really? Is it LGBT? Is yeah. it women? What are we talking about here? You know? Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. And I guess that's why I've been so confused about it. But I think I think that's right, that she is saying that, that a drag queen almost demeans women in her eyes because it's more of a caricature than real. I, I wish, I, we, I think I wish we could know exactly what she was thinking. We did we reach reached out, out to her. And I would love uh, to have, have that back, discussion. But, yeah. Hey there, Brian from Florida here. I think the thing that, the only thing left that I uh, haven't really heard talked about is really the profile being used. Uh, Martina Navratilova, being a 66-year-old and previous world champion female tennis star, has done so much in her life and has garnered connections and profile in so many different parts of the media landscape that directing this hate, honestly, towards anyone in specific, are they going to be okay going forward? Because now they're being made the subject of a national issue. And that's not just you and I watching, that's the millions of people at home who have all their opinions about everything else as well. And that's, I think, at this point, the major thing being overlooked. Well, yeah, I mean- Yes, that's true. At least we're, you know, look, I, I disagree with what she, if I've been interpreting it right. Um, and, and look, I mean, people have a right to have views that's why I would love to talk to her because yeah. the, to me it just, it came out of the blue. Yes. Okay, we're gonna move on. Yes, uh, moving on to Taylor Swift. I understand this one. And, and Travis Kelsey, yes. Uh, I do understand what Travis Kelsey himself is saying about all the attention that he and Taylor Swift have been getting for the last two weeks maybe, uh, when maybe, she attended. Maybe too much attention. His football games. In fact, he says, hey NFL, back off. Back off a little bit. Uh, here's what he had to say about what I, you know, people refer to as the Taylor Bowl uh, <laughs> last Sunday when she showed up. I had at, not heard the Taylor at, Bowl <laughs> at his uh, at his game against the Jets in New York. Um, here's Travis's um, take on the NFL's blowing out the Taylor coverage. Is the NFL overdoing it? What is your honest opinion? 
not I think, take away. I think everybody's take away just like overwhelmed your feelings with for Taylor. What is your honest <laughs> opinion on how the NFL is treating uh, celebrities at games? I think it's fun when they show uh, who all is at the game. You know, I think uh, I think it brings a little bit more to the atmosphere. Brings a little bit more to to what you're watching. Um, but at the same time, I think uh, they're overdoing it. They're they're overdoing it a little bit for sure, especially my situation. My situation. My situation. That is complete my confirmation situation. of what we've been saying for weeks now. My situation. Yeah, situation could be anything. Dude, he didn't dating. say my relationship. You will he didn't not say give up on my this. girlfriend. You will not he said give up my situation. On so that means they're in a situation. Oh my god! They're not in a relationship. He will not situation. give. He will not this give up nothing on but this. a situation. <laughs> I, I agree. It's too much. But let's be honest. Travis is really benefiting from this. And even if. Say the situation ship ends today. I mean, this has Thank you for had a, a, a positive impact on his career from from now, from when he retires afterwards. I mean, he has become not just an NFL star, not not an athlete anymore. This guy is a global star, yeah, he's known by, by 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 all walks of life. You know, from from a twelve year old girl who tuned in, uh, possibly because Taylor Swift was at the game, to uh, to grandmas out there. I think they all know. Travis Kelsey. Now. Yeah, I think that's true. Except you remember, this guy was a superstar he before he met Harvey, Taylor. But it's he hosted now. Saturday Night Live. He's this different. really good-looking guy. Even hosting Saturday Night Live doesn't make you cross over. I understand. No, he's big. He's bigger because of it. No, I get. But it. you know what? It, football is a nameless, faceless game in many aspects, and it's just the quarterbacks that you know. You know Peyton Manning. You know Patrick Mahomes. Uh, not so much tight ends, though. And I do think this has really raised his profile. Hi, I'm Deontay from Chicago. My opinion on the situation is that they are kind of blowing it up a little bit. I'm really not tuning into the games to try to watch uh, Taylor Swift. I'm really trying to watch the game. But I get also that he's benefiting, like, celebrity-wise from all the coverage they're having. But I think they should just kind of tone it down a little bit. So what's going to happen is, uh, now that the NFL has figured this out, they're going to only have three quarters of a game, and then they're going to extend halftime and make – the halftime show, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> By the way, does she if show they up? can get Taylor Swift to do the halftime. Does she show up in Minnesota Sunday? I, w- I was going to say she will, but I but this sort of backlash that's happening. I agree with you. May make her reconsider. I totally agree. Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman should not be living under the same roof. They, they are currently they at the moment. They should get Divorced, and they, I very, rarely say something well, like that. And but. Croy has filed for divorce, as we know. Kim still seems to think that they're going to work it out somehow. Hmm. Um, but for the time being, they are under the same roof, and that is amazing when you see what we are about to show you. Because that house, is, that house is fortunately big enough for police to constantly show up there, and as they have. So what we are, what you're going to see is new body cam. Uh, from an incident that happened at the end of August, uh, when Croy had basically barricaded himself in their bedroom, would not let her in. Okay, I, I don't know why she would be shocked by that, considering the status of their their marriage. Although she says they have sex all the time still. Right. Um, so they went so far as to call the police. Kim called nine one one. Not the first time. Yeah, not not the first time. And the police showed up. So now we have this body cam, which will show you what. They are going through, and what, honestly, I, I, what the poor police have to deal with. This is not what we want police to be doing, I think. They but, do this a lot, by the way, domestic disturbances. Right. So this is one. Watch. 
want to get some things out of there. Yeah. I need you to agree because he's not going to open that door if you don't agree. She has agreed to not stay in that room. She has agreed to go in and get the property and come back out. Do you believe her? Do you know her? Look, sir, it doesn't matter. I'm here to resolve the issue. We have to come up with some kind of compromise. Why when you don't? When you're not listening to me. This is wild, man. You guys got to work that out. This is wild. I can get into my mouth and get my own stuff. Silver container of cream. You know that. I'm like, silver container of cream. This is the last thing. I need my cream. Mr. Behrman, we have one last item to request. There is a silver container of neck cream that she's requesting. It's under the sink, she says. Oh, in a drawer. Oh, my God. The police are dealing Asking with neck, neck cream. cream. I mean, sir, sir, we just we just want to go and continue the rest of our our shift. Can you please just hand out the night cream? This is what? nuts. And by the way, that that cream apparently is valued at about a thousand dollars. Who doesn't matter, Brendan? It's not the issue. Well, problems, it, it matters with respect to the financial. She's around with thousand sure. dollar cream. We should also point out here, though, that Kim is also still trying to fight this divorce. Remember, she had filed documents very recently trying to dismiss it, claiming that uh, her and Croy are still having sex with each other. This this was before she went to Colombia for two weeks to film The Surreal Life, where she made quite a bit of money. So uh, this is messy. I mean, I don't know how Bravo is not involved at this point and filming all of this, but it would make for incredible TV. I, 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 I got to say something, but before I do, Brendan, for just asking for a friend, what's the name of the cream? <laughs> I don't believe we know the name of the cream, but it values apparently, according to Kim, at around $1,000. <laughs> Um, okay, on a serious how is it applied? He just would like to know. On, on, on a really serious note, yeah. Um, look, you always want to see if you can resolve conflicts in families and everything else, but they have four kids. And when kids are in the middle of something like this, it damages them. And it's not like this is a transitory thing where, you know, they had a rough patch for a little bit and then it goes away. This is going on. Way, and this did has you notice the photo of them on the wall? I know, they're happy in their marriage and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff, but it damages kids and it's bad for them and they don't get along. And at a point, you almost got to get divorced for the kids. Doesn't not You don't not get divorced because of the kids. Sometimes you actually have to get divorced because of the kids because it will do right. more damage right. staying together than being apart. I this is Kim in St. Louis, and it's actually sad to see them go through all of this. So hopefully they can come to a civil and a reasonable agreement and try marriage counseling or oh. even have a lawyer deal with it at this point without so I, much hatred for each other. I don't wish that on any therapist. That ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. They need more of a, than a, an accountant than a therapist. <laughs> yes. uh, okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to... Um, I think exactly the ending that everybody Britney Spears expected. fans yes. wanted on Dancing with the Stars, and that is that Jamie Lynn Spears will not be there for the finale. She was booted off last night. Even though she didn't get the lowest score. I gotta tell you, we're gonna see what happened here, but the judges were really shocked that Jamie Lynn went home because they said they saw incredible improvement in her dancing over the first week. Well, guess who wasn't shocked? Us. Yeah, because we knew how the fans, how Britney's fans felt about her being on the show, but now she's gone. The couple going home is.
Jamie Lynn and Allen. Adrian and Britt, please join the other safe couples as we have a final moment with Jamie Lynn and Allen. I'm so sorry. What are you going to miss the most about this competition? Um, I think just working with Allen and like him pushing me and I think it's just a, it's wonderful and I hate it for him the most. Aww. Yes, I think people forget this is a popularity contest. And you know who's not very popular? Jamie Lynn, unfortunately. So kind of like you said, Harvey, she didn't even get the lowest score. You know, the judges are there kind of giving their expert opinion about who's doing the best. But I mean, you know, Mauricio got a, a lower score. Uh, Matt Walsh got a lower score. However, like I said, people have to vote. Fans have to vote. And that is what they base this, these eliminations off of. And we know that Britney fans have hated the idea and the fact that Jamie Lynn is on Dancing with the Stars. So what most likely happened and what the theory is on is online is that Britney fans went over and beyond to vote for all the other contestants over Jamie Lynn so that she had, uh, you know, she was up for elimination. Yeah. And you know, you know, really lost last night, the show. The producers right. wanted her on because it they brings always... eyeballs to the screen. Oh, they, they went over and beyond to have Jamie Lynn on the show. Remember, they, they allowed for her to the practice in Tennessee right. where right. everyone else had to practice here in L.A. They really wanted her on. Of course, you know, Lynn, her mom, was sitting there in the audience on the first night. So I think slowly, you know, people were watching. They wanted to see, is Britney going to show up? Is she going to be there rooting for her sister, which would be such a full circle Or, by moment. the way, even if she but, doesn't show up, if she tweeted or she posted something I don't think I don't think that would have helped the show also I don't but think they're on great terms right now no and but I'm saying even if she posted something negative saying I can't believe my sister is dancing to this song or whatever that actually would help the show it would help the show but she'd be booted that right. wouldn't that, that would and have she definitely booted, absolutely she definitely would have been booted hi it's Laura Lee from Alberta Canada TMZ I'm here to speak on Jamie Lynn getting eliminated on the second week, and I'm so sad and disappointed. I was really hopeful that she would do a lot better, and I had hoped that she would have gotten a little bit of support from her sister. There was a lot of people rooting for her, but sadly, she didn't do as good as we had hoped that she would, but best of luck to her. It would have been good for her self-confidence. It would have been interesting if Brittany had said something supportive, whether her fans would then support Jamie. Lynn. She would never do that. Um, that's the first pumpkin display I've seen this year. That's and it, it's a nice one too. I like the I, I, I seriously I like the pumpkin display. It looks nice. All right, it looks nice. Does it so rot easily? But does it rot before Halloween? There are ways that you can make sure it doesn't. I rot. do not know that. Uh, we're going to take a break. All right. When we come back, uh, we're going to be joined by a very talented musician, a guy named David Ryan Harris, performed with lots of huge names, including John Mayer. But he just had went through an incredible ordeal on an American Airlines flight where he was accused of child trafficking, even though he was traveling with his own children. Yes, it's happened again. We saw a woman on Southwest who sued over this. Now David Ryan Harris is dealing with American Airlines, what he thinks they need to change so this stops happening to parents of mixed race children. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, Harvey is working on a story. He'll be back with us in a moment. Thank you for sitting in. Thank you for having me. Um, so we're actually going to talk to um, a really talented musician now, a guy named David Ryan Harris. Talk about just coincidence. Uh, I've seen him play several times with John Mayer. I actually saw him on a solo performance 
couple of months ago and had mm. the pleasure of meeting him. And then a couple of weeks ago, I heard about this really strange story involving David Ryan Harris. Um, he was traveling with his kids and his kids are biracial and he ended up being accused of child trafficking because the flight attendant on his flight from Atlanta to LA saw some things, I guess, that made her feel like maybe his kids didn't belong to him. Wow. And called ahead to report this to the police. So when David Ryan Harris got off the plane, he was met by four police officers who had several questions for him wow. just to make sure that the kids were actually his. Now, everything worked out, but we just talked about yeah. this last month. Um, there was a woman on a Southwest flight um, and she went through the same yep. ordeal. It was very traumatic. She's actually filed a lawsuit. Um, let's see what's going on with David Ryan Harris because he's joining us right now uh, just to give us the details of what went on here and what can possibly be done right. to make this better. So uh, David Ryan Harris, welcome to Team Z Live. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, as I was saying in the intro, it's just weird that we just happened to have met a couple months ago at one of your shows and then this happened, but just tell us when the police approached you, what was your feeling about what was happening? My initial uh, feeling was confusion. I, I, I kept asking guys, like, what are you talking about? Um, you know, my, I've definitely been on planes where, with my own children where I felt like they could have been a bit more behaved or a bit more uh, quiet, but you know, there was no, you know, we used to give my kids grades for their flights and my kids got an A plus for this. Everybody was, you know, super quiet. So when they approached and said something about an interaction with my child, I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he's, you know, the guy that stopped me wasn't on the flight. And so he was like, I'm just going off what the flight attendant said that she had a, um, an interaction with your child and they were non-responsive. And even still, I was like, what are you talking about? So I was just confused more than angry or really afraid or anything. And then it's sort of that feeling like when you're in a car with your kids and you have to slam on the brake and you just kind of put your arm in front of them. My thing was basically some version of like, you know, I wanted my kids to know, like, I got you, and you figure out what's going on. Hmm. And now, the, the unresponsive, explain what the flight attendant meant by that. Well, at the time, I wasn't 100% sure what she meant. We only had one, like, super brief encounter with her, but I do know my seven-year-old is a kid that will not, like, he wouldn't speak to, he doesn't speak to family members sometimes. He's just really shy, really quiet, um, and so... I remember her asking him what his name was. He kind of looked at me and then I was like, buddy, tell her, you know, tell her your name. And then eventually he told her his name, but it, you know, it took him, he's just a quiet kid. So that, that was her version of, um, or her idea of being on the spot. David, we uh, had a, a story that was very similar, happened to be a, a different airline, but this is obviously something that is happening. What is the answer? Because you obviously want to make sure kids are safe, and if there are any children that are being trafficked, you obviously want to stop that. But, but yeah, this is your child. In terms of a solution, um, it wasn't really on my radar, or I didn't really think about the fact that children don't have to show ID to fly. And so just sort of thinking about it, I was like, the infrastructure already exists. TSA, it's already their job to check IDs and that sort of thing. So those people are already in place, and they're trained to do it unlike flight attendants who can get it wrong. So, um, you know, just trying to figure out a way to get to a solution with the least amount of red tape. Um, and then I did a little bit more research and it, you know, it looks like most, um, uh, most local DMVs will allow for minors to get IDs. And so we should just do that. 
because there were some people that were like, oh, I always travel with my child's birth certificate on my passport. They never asked me for that. Like the flight attendant never said, I need your passport. So this, it wouldn't have helped in this situation. Even I had their passports anyway, but that was never, that was never uh, brought into play. So what, what steps are you, I, I know you've gotten uh, heard back from Americans since obviously this became a big story. And I know you had said a lot about it on social media. What have you heard from American Airlines? Well, they've apologized. I'm actually walking towards my American gate right now. Ah, okay. So you're, uh, so you're flying you're American. That's, right. a, that's a good sign. <laughs> I'd, already, I'd already booked my flight. Ah. Um, so I started, um, I started this change.org petition just because I want to try to find some sort of positive way to just promote change so that the flight attendants don't have to deal with this. Like I said, TSA can already deal with it. Uh, American eventually um, apologized and explained the policy. They had done an investigation and found that my thought that she was a little trigger happy was indeed the case and that she did not follow protocol. And, you know, I don't want the person fired necessarily. I just want this to not happen to um, to other people and to the degree, obviously, that it can um, uh, help sort of eradicate child trafficking or to deter traffickers. It seems like the, you know, having the ID thing will go a long way in that. Well, that would be... Um... That would be uh, certainly would help, um, and I, yeah. it's great that you started this petition. And obviously, the airlines um, and the TSA would want need to be on board with this too. But we'll see where this goes. Uh, um, listen, I, I'm sorry for the ordeal that you had to go through with your family, um, but like you said, hopefully you can make some change here so that others don't have to go through this because we've seen it happen now uh, a few times. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for being with us. I know you got to catch your flight playing a gig. I see you got your guitar with you. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I've am been doing this tour with this band called Scary Pockets, um, and uh, we've done like three, two legs of a tour already. We're starting the third leg tonight in Nashville. All right. Well, uh, enjoy awesome. it, man. Have a great time, and uh, we'll see you on the road soon, man. All right, man. Take care, guys. Okay. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. That's clearly an issue. It's definitely an issue. You wouldn't think that it was, but now we've seen it happen uh, in consecutive times within in consecutive months. Um, it's clearly an issue that's got to be dealt with. We have told you over the last couple of weeks uh, about Janelle Evans, the teen mom star, and about her son, Jace, who's run away from home a few times. He's 14, and Jan Janelle's reaction to this has been, look, he's a teenager. He's a kids, rebellious teen. Kids do that. Kids do it. And that, that is true. Um, but the latest uh, incident of him running away uh, has opened uh, Janelle and her husband, David Easton, up to an investigation uh, of child neglect uh, because... It's not just that Jace ran away and he is back home now safely, um, but it's some of the things that he told police when they found him that have police looking closer at what's going on in Janelle and David's house um, because there are allegations of abuse. It's pretty serious, you guys. From what we're being told by sources directly tied to the situation, Jace apparently told police that David had assaulted him. He apparently showed police bruises on his neck and his arms. And of course, David has not been charged yet. We should definitely note that. But as this investigation plays out, we'll see how it goes. Uh, obviously, these are very harsh allegations. What is the status between David and Janelle? They're together. 
Yeah, David and Janelle, from my understanding, live in the same home together, and they are currently the guardians we should for say that, Jace. That, yeah, David is not, not the, the biological father. father. Yeah, exactly. But no, they've, they've been through it, and for sure. And if this kid is showing up with bruises and says something like this, you know this is the one thing that police really, really take seriously. Yeah. So they are going to be under a microscope. I'm not saying what happened because I don't right. know. We don't know. But and this will be looked at very and, seriously. And the fact that the child has bruises could be a sign that something's happened. It doesn't mean that David is right. responsible. Because didn't... Uh, well, the Jacob, kid said, but he said it. But Jacob, they also said that what we've been told is that the alleged abuse happened not in Janelle and David's home, but at a different home. Yes. No, no, that's right. We don't know who whose home it happened at, but apparently this didn't happen at Janelle and David's home, the alleged abuse. But what we do know is that it was apparently caught on a ring camera. So that's a that's apparently in the possession of investigators right now. Is so Dave, that's going to make it pretty clear. Do you remember a case where one of the um, husbands or partners of a teen mom shot the dog on the on the porch? That's David. That was David, wasn't it? That was David, it? yes. Well, yeah, David is the one who shot their their. Do you remember this? Dog, yes. Because the dog had nipped at their child. At the child, right. and he shot the dog on the porch. Shot and killed the dog. Not a great track record. Hey, Jay out of Iron Mountain, Michigan. And uh, I have to admit, watching Teen Mom was a guilty pleasure of mine 15 years ago. So I hope child abuse isn't what's going on here, but just have to wait and see how it plays out. And the good news is that there is this ring footage that the police have, so that will make it very clear. Can clear David's name uh, or, you know, a, or confirm what, yeah. uh, or what, Jay confirm said. what Jace has said. Okay, we are going to move on. All right, uh, yes, to something much lighter. <laughs> uh, Ed Sheeran's experience with Snoop Dogg. He had a bake sale. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know how much of a sale it was. There was no discount. He got every bit <laughs> as high as uh, Snoop probably wanted him to. So Ed opened up about this. He was on Conan O'Brien's podcast and described that moment. By the way, you had a moment like this. When you met uh, Willie Nelson. No, I didn't. Willie Nelson, on, on 420, I interviewed Willie Nelson for Objectify. Right. And he didn't offer me I anything. know, but you had the moment where you felt like you had I thought smoke. I was going to get something, but he offered me And he nothing. offered you nothing. He's like, this guy is where we are not giving him anything. But Ed Sheeran <laughs> did not get that experience. Snoop happily obliged, handed him a joint, and then this is what happened. I sort of got quite close friends with um, Russell Crowe over the years, and he's yeah. really close with Snoop Dogg. I don't really smoke at all. And I was, in, I was in the dressing room, and they're just, you know, blunt for blunt for blunt for blunt. And I'm like, I guess at some point during the night, I, I have to just to be like, I smoke with Snoop Dogg. I had a good amount of conversations. So I have a bit, and I'm like, oh, I don't feel too bad. Like, this is good. And then I have a bit more. Then I have a bit more. Then I have a bit more. <laughs> oh, my God. Was, I just remember looking at him being like, I can't see right now. I've got to <laughs> So I would think that Snoop has some pretty powerful stuff. And when you're smoke and, and when you're like a novice like that, you smoke and you don't immediately feel anything. So you say, oh, I'll just take some more. <laughs> It, it, it's funny, you guys, because you guys remember when Snoop Dogg first became friends with Martha Stewart and they started to do like the the 
the weed brownies and all yeah. the things that they were cooking. Well, there was an interesting fact that actually uh, when Snoop Dogg is actually making music or on a normal day, he can smoke between 15 to 25 blunts. So I'm pretty sure those are probably strong as well. Yes. And also, uh, the person who got Snoop Dogg the highest was actually Willie Nelson when they were playing dominoes one time. So I think he's just trying to pay it forward and be one of those people who's getting these artists the highest. See, see what could have been? See what could have been? I know. You could have like, had the Snoop experience with Willie. Well, on the on the objectified front, I will say I also interviewed Martha Stewart for another episode, and, and I asked really her, got blamed. Well, no, 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 and I <laughs> I asked her about it. She 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 did not partake with Snoop. She does not like pot, and she oh, she only does the brownies. I I don't know that she ate the brownies. She said I don't do that. She was very clear to me. I know Snoop has called her the secondhand queen, so maybe it's just she's getting oh, high off of yeah, him exactly. around her. Exactly. Hey, this is Dario from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it's kind of not surprising that air sharing was so high. I mean, Snoop Dogg is one of the top people you think about when it comes to weed and smoking. So, of course, you know, he was just over overly high at the time. So it's, it's not a surprise. Snoop Dogg is one of the number one smokers in the rap game right now. God, now you pissed me off on this Willie Nelson thing, damn. Uh, <laughs> missed okay. opportunity, Okay. Man. Some really startling um, and upsetting video uh, to show you now of something that happened in Florida after a youth football game where an 11-year-old has been arrested for shooting two of his teammates. After the game, I, there's some sort of dispute that's going on, and this 11-year-old decides that he's going to settle it by running to his car, it's, opens the door, grabs a gun that's in the car, and then just starts firing. Um, just he, And then you see an adult come and grab the gun from him. Uh, he ended up hitting with that one shot two teammates who are both gonna survive. Um, but if there's ever like an image, that a scene that shows you what's happening in this country now as far as gun culture and how people just resolve, resolve things with this I, this is insane there was nobody else who had a gun there right mike yeah right charles you're talking about an 11 year anyway. old and two of his 13 year old teammates like you said that's his mom's car and obviously uh, judging by the fact you can't see inside the car but judging by the fact how quick the gun was um, was pulled out of there obviously it doesn't seem like it was locked up so he takes the gun he fires a single shot it ends up hitting with the one bullet, the one shot, it ends up hitting two of his teammates. One was hit in the arm, and the other was actually hit in the uh, the upper torso. Thankfully, both are expected to be okay. But now you've got an 11-year-old kid who has been charged with a, a second-degree attempted murder. A second-degree attempted murder charge. And police also say that they are, uh, and, and the DA there says they're looking into possibly charging the mother uh, with uh, handling the gun in, obviously, a reckless way. I, I want to make a point here. Um, Look, I, when I was 19 years old, 18 years old, I actually tried to lobby a bill through the LA City Council on gun safety after Robert Kennedy was assassinated. So I'm declaring my bias here. But the thing that is crazy right now is there used to be a debate over just gun control. Right. Now, We've it's, normalized right. what you it just saw. So, it, is, it is normalized. This is right. the way people it's resolve so part disputes of in America. Society and part of yeah. culture that this is what people do. And and and, and this is and this, this is really I, look. I'm not saying everybody does it, but this is something where we are not thunderstruck by it anymore. It's just 
Here's another example of gun violence, an 11-year-old going to his mom's car and shooting his classmates because he's pissed off, and now we're saying, oh yeah, somebody will be charged maybe. That's normalizing it. So we have gone down this path where this country is in really terrible shape right. if this is the way we handle dispute resolution. We are in trouble. Hello, my name is Sandre, uh, Sandre Bennett. I'm 21 and I'm speaking to you from Danielson, Connecticut. Uh, when I heard that story, truly had me shook because I'm a new dad, and it it can't I can't imagine what it's going to be like eventually to see my child growing up in an environment where guns are readily available to not just children but just anybody at, at for that matter of fact. We we really need to do something about it. Um, we really need to start working on or schools or teachers or students. We need to work on everybody. And stop putting blame on one single group of people is what I really think needs to be done. It would be nice if something got done, but legislators are completely deadlocked on this. And but, but I think to your point, it goes worse. even the legislation is one it, part of it that does need to it's be done. It's gone beyond it. But it's beyond that. Even when there is legislation, it's we have we're gone so far down the road to turn the corner. This it's gonna is, be this is really dangerous stuff. Yeah. Well, the Kardashian real estate empire is about to expand. Actually, it is currently, as we speak, expanding. I would call this the Kardashian commune. Maybe we'll make that with a K. Yeah. Because they all live right there. Yes, indeed. Uh, Kylie Jenner is in the middle. Remember, didn't we, we had a Chloe. photo when she and Chris, Kylie and Chris were looking at this land. No, it was Chloe and Chris, and they bought the land. They've now built that, that the was two that houses. One? Okay, well. back-to-back -back houses. This is a different one, but different. Kylie is in the middle. Same of area building uh, her own mansion um, that is progressing quite nicely. Yeah, so, so like you guys said, she bought this, uh, just the land alone in 2020 for $15 million. So that was just the land. Obviously, since then, they've been working on it. Finally, it's kind of starting to look like a house, actually. But yeah, it's going to be 15 bedrooms. Several houses. Yeah. 15 bedrooms? 15 bedrooms, infinity pool, you know, all the bells and whistles that these houses uh, have in Hidden Hills. Hmm. But they all live in the same area, Kim and Kylie and Chris. And the only one that really broke was Kendall. Yeah. And she moved somewhere else. I don't know, maybe she's back there now. Well, yeah, Harvey, remember she moved to like, I think like right the Hollywood above the Chateau, Hills. Right and, above the Chateau Marmont. And she had yeah. all those yeah. issues yeah. with stalkers. And so, you know, Hidden Hills, obviously super private, gated, and they're basically just buying up and all Chris the land And Chris so. said, you see, honey, you stray from their family and look come what back, happens. Come back to the comments. Right, come back to Kylie, the Kylie, Kylie will give you a room. <laughs> Hi, my name is Aaliyah. I'm from Katahdi, California. I'm excited to see what the final touches on the new house will look like. I think that she's well invested into herself at such a young age and she'll be around family and I think that she's doing great. Yeah, she's definitely well invested. Uh, you see where the pool is going to go? She's, where is it? See, we see the outline there? Oh, that is the pool. I'm guessing that's where they're going to put the pool. Do you think Timothy Chalamet has seen any of these uh, images? They're not, it's like, it's, I mean, it, you, 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 I'm just saying, if an argument breaks out, you think about that and you go like, eh, maybe we can work things out. There are 15 bedrooms, so we can have all sorts of arguments. <laughs> uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hey, I'm T-Rex and I'm calling from Foley, Alabama, and I want to talk about Taylor Swift. There's a Swift effect that's going on in, in the NFL with so much 
uh, popularity and just she's driving up the ratings with her dating Travis Kelsey. And it will make you wonder if anybody in the NFL office is rethinking that the Super Bowl halftime. Uh, no. <laughs> See, don't put that out there. <laughs> Don't That's put that funny. out there. Don't, don't do that to oh Usher. Oh, my God. We can't like, have that. Hey, Usher, we had a little change of plans. No. <laughs> no. It's Usher. Okay, it's one, Usher. one more. Hi, this is Calvin from Youngstown. Um, so what in the welfare witchcraft is really going on over there with Kim and Croy? Because <laughs> this just sounds absolutely insane. Even the cops sound like they are being... Petty, 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 petty. Okay. But, like, what's going on with the kids? Like, is anyone thinking about the kids? Is anybody worried about the kids? They got, like, 45 of them. They need to be focusing on the kids. Should they get divorced? Yes. They need to be divorced like yesterday. Right. I would say heretofore, (laughs) uh, Heidi Klum was the the undisputed queen of, Hall- of Halloween, right? Yes. Uh, in Hollywood, at least, as right. far as her costumes right. are always, with the t- always over the top. It seems like Chrissy Teigen is at least going for the home Halloween queen because she's got some decorations up that are... Oh, I want to see them. Yeah. Well, I haven't you, seen this yet. Well, you're going to. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look. Oh, my Lord. These are tall. Oh, my God. This is so amazing. Oh, it's not even real. Squishy. What do you mean it's not even real? Of course not. Hi, no. <laughs> Ren. Did they buy up every pumpkin in California? Patch. I know. How many pumpkins? She is do a they Halloween have? hoarder. The statue, the, those are impressive too. But the number of pumpkins. God, do you think Chrissy actually carried each one over there? He's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Goodbye.